0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. But there are also many other things that Jesus did, and if every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. These are the very last words of the Gospel of John And in today's assigned reading, we also read from the very first words. Both the beginning and the end of the Gospel of John reflect a central point of the Bible, as well as the ritual and theology of our Armenian church. And that is that no words can totally capture and define the greatness of God. For we are creatures and God is God so anything we say or think or do will infinitely fall short of him. And so the starting point for our worship, including today, is to recall that God is sacred. God's a mystery, and mysteries can't be grasped. We can only be grasped by them. And so my first prayer today and every day is that we learn to be further grasped by the loving grace of our great and living God. In just a few minutes, however, as we proceed in prayer to our genocide memorial, we find that we run into the same problem in finding words to describe this great evil. That is, not only is it hard to find words to describe the great goodness of God, it's also hard to put into words the great badness of evil. We Armenians come up against this problem whenever we refer to the greatest evil which has ever befallen us, the Armenian Genocide, whose 107th anniversary we commemorate today. As many of you know, words literally failed to describe this event. Winston Churchill, when he referred to the Jewish Holocaust and the Armenian Genocide before it, he called it the crime without a name. The name for such horrible inhumanity to a group of other people was so bad, so beyond imagination, that a new word had to be invented. Genocide was that word, invented in 1944 by Jewish human rights lawyer Raphael Lemkin. Inventing that word, though, didn't solve the difficulty of describing our genocide, which persists to this day. Turkey refuses to name it, many of its allies still follow suit. Even we Armenians have difficulty describing this great evil which befell us. Julia Dedekian's book, Silent Genocide, that we will be hearing about after church, I think reflects this difficulty. The Armenian Genocide is silent because of its lack of recognition, of course, but it's also because words fail The survivors of such trauma to come to terms with what happened to them. There is not and there never will be an easy way to talk about the Armenian Genocide because this was a great and complex evil beyond normal words to describe. That's why perhaps the most accurate way to describe the Armenian Genocide is the original term used in our language, met which means great happening or calamity. But it's more open-ended than that. metier suggests the event was so evil that we can't quite yet define it. Like our God of great goodness, our trial of great evil is in some ways sacred. It's in some ways a mystery, and it should not be touched lightly. You can't grasp the genocide and easily get over it, you can only be grasped by it, and by the grace of God, get through it. Praise God, our scriptures give us many good words to express the great love or overcome great hate when our own words fall short. And today's gospel reminds us that Christ himself is the ultimate word of God and final word. God who became flesh, and dwelt among us to show us where words fall short how God can transform the darkest evil into renewed life. In doing so, God's word, Jesus Christ, gives us the final word to describe the metiereren, the great calamity that befell us. And that word is not victim, it's not murdered, it's not massacred, it's martyred. Martyr is the Greek word for witness. Our ancestors perished in the Armenian Genocide were witness to, participants in, the betrayal and torture of Christ, but ultimately in his resurrection. The same events of Holy Week and Easter that we witnessed to last week. And so today, these 107 years later, on the seventh saint's day of the holy martyrs of the Armenian Genocide, Let's again turn to God's word where our words fail. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says in another of today's readings, as if he was talking right to our genocide martyrs and us survivors. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will also come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you will be also. I am the way and the truth and the life." So let's not let our hearts be troubled that our ancestors were violently taken from their homes on this earth. Let us be a hundred percent confident as many of our ancestors were in the ultimate word of God that always, even the darkest ones, lead home to God. Our sainted relatives live through unspeakable suffering, but that suffering is redeemed by a more powerful Easter mystery beyond words. For somehow, some way, the reality of suffering and death have been conquered by the greater reality of the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this Easter season, let's follow our ancestors in placing our faith, our hope, and our love in this central mystery of our faith and our lives. For no matter if words fail or are misused, we hope firmly to the promise that Jesus will always have the last word on the great calamity of the Armenian genocide, now and always and unto the ages of ages.